This is the Pharma Forum podcast. My name's Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's creative and editorial director. In this episode, our news editor, Richard Staines, talks to Richard Francis, who took over as CEO of gene therapy company PureSpring Therapeutics earlier this month. Francis was previously CEO of Sandoz, Novartis's generics and biosimilars division, where he led the development of biosimilars and also sat on the Swiss Pharma Company's executive committee. Francis discusses his motivations for taking the role and why his previous experience stands him in good stead to take this position. He also outlines the challenges facing the gene therapy market and his immediate plans for PureSpring. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and more information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. Richard, welcome to this uh, Pharma Forum podcast. Um, congratulations on your role, new role. Please, could you tell us about PureSpring and what attracted you to this uh, new role? Yeah, hi, Richard. Thanks for uh, giving me the time. Um, so, obviously, when I was sort of looking at the, the next opportunity, I, I sort of set a few criteria uh, down as to things I'd look for. And, and one of those was around sort of the quality of the science behind the opportunity, because I made up my mind to go um, sort of to a company that was at its sort of formation, uh, which we can talk a bit about later why. But so the quality of the science, and then um, would it, could it create a platform? Um, and then the people behind it, um, I.E. Sincona. So when I looked at PureSpring and spoke to uh, Professor Salim and spoke to the Sincona team, I was really blown away by the quality of the science that uh, had been looked into, and particularly the work that uh, Professor Salim has done at Bristol. Uh, I think he's really world-renowned on looking at uh, kidney diseases, in, in particular podocytes and, their, and how they play in some of those diseases. So I thought the science was excellent. And as I asked around uh, about it in my due diligence, that was confirmed. And then I saw you know, a platform, obviously gene therapy um, and the potential here in uh, targeting the kidney. Um, there are so many diseases that can emanate from the kidney that the potential from a platform point of view is, is significant. And I think that's important from two aspects. One, it just de-risks in a way because you can go after different uh, indications and different diseases. But also it gives you opportunity to make a bigger impact, which is obviously really appealing. Um, so it had a platform, um, which obviously you have to manage early on in a company and not get distracted. And, and then the final thing was, you know, who's behind it? And it's obviously Syncona. And so, you know, in speaking to the team at Syncona, I was really impressed by, one, obviously the deep knowledge and legacy they have in gene therapy. Obviously they've, they've started multiple companies. Um, and so, you know, when they pick the next one and they put their biggest investment and it's a sizable investment they've made in Pure Spring, you sort of know that they've done a lot of due diligence, they've got a lot of experience and they're, and they're sort of putting their money where their beliefs are. And, you know, on that sort of, you know, note, it's probably not one that um, I suppose I've talked about a lot with Syncona, but because they've done a lot in gene therapy, I like to think that Pure Spring has a bit of a head start. We're not standing from a you know starting from a standing start. We can 
learn from a lot of things they've done and maybe not make some of the mistakes that they've learned in their past. And, and maybe that can help accelerate us and uh, you know, propel us forward a bit quicker. So you know, those are the three criteria I laid out. And then the final thing, which is actually important for me, is I, I really like all the people who are involved in it, from the founders, the people in Bristol, to the, the people in Sincona I'm working with. And I think that that's really important when you're starting out on a new journey, which is going to be quite interesting and have its ups and downs. And so there's a real connection there. So hopefully that answers that, that question, Richard. Absolutely. And it does lead me on nicely to number, question number two, which is um, what have you learned in your career so far um, that stands you in good stead to lead a gene therapy company? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that was an interesting question because it's sort of, um, it's there's so much that as you go through a career, you you learn from the people you work with, the mistakes you make, the successes you have. But I think I sort of boil it down to a few key areas again. And one of those is, and it's particularly relevant and pertinent now is, um, I think you really need to have innovation now. I think the market both the reimbursement market, the capital markets, everybody demands innovation. Incremental improvements are just not really accepted by any of those uh, areas. And so it's got to be innovative. And, you know, I've learned that through my time in biotech at Biogen. Uh, some of the drugs we brought forward there were very innovative and groundbreaking. Um, to some of the stuff at Sandos, you know, bringing biosimilars through uh, into a world that was, that was you know, I think had question marks around them and then seeing the huge uptake that's had, but knowing that that wasn't straightforward, but the value proposition was and clearly is. And, and I think that's why they've done well. So I think innovation and really making sure you focus on an unmet need is critical. Uh, and I've learned that and you can sidestep that and, and try and, and forget that, but I think it will punish you. Um, and then the others, I think uh, I may be going to sound a bit corny, but I passionately believe in one is it's all about people. Um, I think, you know, when I look back on all the areas I've been involved in and some of the teams I've been successful with and some of the challenges and failures we've had, it it always come back to the people uh, and the quality of the people you work with. And so I think for me, and it's going to be a key at Pure Spring is, is making sure we hire the very best people. Um, I think that is really important. And as much as I do think Pure Springs ahead when it comes to gene therapy and, and targeting the kidney, I'm sure other people will follow. And, and what's going to keep us ahead is is the people and the quality of the people we hire and, and the culture we build around them. So I do think people are critical. And then culture. I mean, you know, I've moved around a couple of companies, not many, and I've seen companies change their culture, but. I think if you get hiring people right, the next thing you can lay on top of that to make it very successful, maybe even slow it down, is adding the right culture or maybe not the right culture. And so I think making sure that we surround people in Pure Spring with the right culture. And, and I saw that uh, throughout my career and I learned the value of that. And it's talked about a lot, but it's it's something I think you have to be quite focused on to make sure it's the right culture. But I, I hope that Pure Spring will have a, a culture that's, I think, very inclusive um courageous fast moving ambitious as in a bit of a dreamer like what is possible i think we'll shoot for the stars uh and, and deal with um you know failure along the way wherever that happens but do it courageously but i do think if you hire people it's really important to give them the platform to share what they're capable of make sure that's a, a flat structure a lean structure and and really allows them to uh to i think share with their capabilities so i do think that's something which is going to be important and 
and I've learned that along the way. And and I think I wasn't a believer in culture back in my twenties, but I'm a firm and passionate believer now. Um, and then the final thing is, and I saw this a bit as I my the companies are part of got bigger and bigger. It's it's the ability to stay focused. And you know, I think um, sometimes organizations as they get bigger they start up a line but but sometimes they can they can lose that and i think you know the ambition with pure spring is obviously at the start alignment should be straightforward and staying really focused on what we're trying to achieve and that way all the other stuff that can get lost in the day-to-day of many companies be it the bureaucracy the politics all those other things we won't have. It'll be be focused on the goal of what we're trying to achieve and getting these products to the market to the patients as soon as possible. And and I think we've seen that small companies can do that a bit easier. And that's why I think um, there's been this raft of successful small companies um, over the last five to six years. And so I think those are things I've learned. All sound very simple, Richard, but I know through experience, you've got to work hard to make sure you do get the right people. You do have the right culture. Do stay true to the science and and, and the high bar you set. And uh, you know you make sure, particularly when you have a platform, you don't get distracted and you do stay focused. So, what are the challenges uh, you will need to overcome in the gene therapy market? And I think you've kind of already alluded to um, sort of how you've overcome challenges in biosimilarisms and new therapeutic kind of pathway there. So, yes, please tell me about that. Yeah, and I, look, I think it's it's evolving. So I think um, as much as you can put together some great plans in gene therapy, things are going to change, particularly as we focus on the kidney. I think it's, uh, and we're going to be the, the real explorers in that area. I think, you know, things won't always go according to plan. And I think we've got to be able to adapt and pivot and learn from that. And, and that's a cultural aspect as well as a capability aspect. But I think some of the challenges that, you know, I've seen and I've learned from Syncona as I've talked to them, you know, are some fundamentals that you've seen out there in the market, you know, around manufacturing, manufacturing capability, capacity. Um, and, you know, that's something which PureSpring is going to be, you know, focused very heavily on right from the start. So, you know, that's going to be a functional capability we're going to build immediately and make sure we do have that manufacturing capability and competency. I think obviously there are there are the question marks which I'm sure you write about and there's still topics of conversation which are around, you know, how do you approach pricing in 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 potentially curative therapies? And and what does that mean for societies and healthcare systems? And and I think that's once again, I think you've got to be adaptive, realistic about the value proposition you're bringing forward and and create new ways of maybe not just pricing things, but having um, payments and contracts with the different healthcare systems that would be looking to uh, to buy these products. But I think, you know, then there are some of the more basic ones around, you know, the targeting, how specific can the targeting be of the therapy? Um, you know, what are the challenges around the dosing, the toxicity? But I think those are well documented. But once again, I think we're going into this with our eyes wide open. And I think we've learned a lot uh, already um, from the team we've assembled. And they've got a lot of uh, experience. And I think there's a, you know, a lot of companies that have gone before us, maybe you know, targeting different organs, but I think we've learned from that. Um, and I think that legacy of knowledge stands us in good stead. But it's not going to be straightforward, but I don't think uh, being an innovator is, but I think we've got all the capabilities to overcome the challenges that, that I see in front of us. Um, but time will tell, but I'm very optimistic. And um, just one question, what are your immediate plans uh, in the role? <laughs> yeah, that's what a hundred day. Um, well, as I actually don't start until the first of February, I suppose um, as soon as I stay, say this, my uh, 
the Syngoni guys may listen to it and start to, to draft up a list of meetings immediately. So I should be careful. But I think in all seriousness, I think obviously getting to really understand and know the team, uh, particularly working with uh, Professor Salim and, the, and, and Bristol, um, is going to be important to bring build those relationships. But also to to focus on building the team out at Pure Spring, uh, as I said before, and I stand by what I said. I think it's trying to make sure we bring the right people into the company who have the right capabilities, but also the right cultural fit. Um, you know, that's no easy task. You know, talent um, is uh, is a rarity, and, and finding it and then attracting it, I think, takes time and effort. But I'll be focused on that. And then I think it's always key for a company, any company, but particularly one at its inception to have a, a clear strategy of what it's trying to achieve. You know, what is our North Star? What do we want to become? Um, and I know, you know, when I talk to um, the team we have in Syncona, uh, we want to make Pure Spring a, a company that takes the product right the way through to commercialization and do that in multiple diseases. So, but I think we've got to have a, a good clear idea of how we do that. So building that plan in detail with the, uh, with the team is going to be important. But I think, uh, that's as much as I put on my list. I think it's going to have to be adapted as uh, as I get my feet under the table. Uh, although I suppose I'll be getting my feet virtually under the table uh, with the COVID situation um, as it stands right now. Great. Thanks so much, Richard. Uh, that's great to talk to you. Thank you, Richard. I really appreciate your time. And that concludes episode 29 of the Pharma Forum podcast and Richard Staines' chat to Richard Francis from the gene therapy company Pure Spring Therapeutics. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email, pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins. And follow us on Twitter, where we are at PharmaForum.